When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Deal or No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another very special episode of the Wrestling Wrap Up Podcast. Um, so, tonight, me and Matt, hi, Matt. Hi, hey, Mari. We are live after the Money in the Bank um, WWE pay per view. Uh, Matt, um, long pay per view. I really am not a fan of them moving back to eight o'clock at night. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be another adjustment. How do you think the night went? Well, one thing I'll say is hopefully this isn't a pattern. So hopefully there's not an adjustment needed. I think that overall the night went really well. This was a really solid pay-per-view. Different stories moved forward. I liked Mm. how it ended. There were a few hiccups along the way, but Mm-hmm. Overall, this was this was really great, and the fans in attendance really reflected that. Yeah, you're really optimistic because I, I would say <laughs> I would say I and I don't know if it's really WWE's fault, but the experience of watching it on Peacock just literally took me out of it. Like, what was it? So, so again, I think they're going to be at eight o'clock now because they're on Peacock. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we got to get used to it being on eight o'clock. But yeah. there, the period where um, Peacock started trending on Twitter, because for at least a good that was at least fifteen minutes, look, it was going in and out for all 15, I'm gonna say is you have to find a way, and I found a way. And Peacock actually didn't work for me. Um, like from that point onward, it just wouldn't reload. So I saw wow. the rest of it. I cannot disclose how <laughs> what happened. Um, I, I, let's just say I went to the arena and watched it. Um, but no, it was that was really a mess, and it was it was it was breaking up for everyone. And I think people who have WWE Network, so the international audience didn't have any inter- interruptions. But of course, here in the U.S., we did, so that wasn't great. Yeah, exactly, and it's just like it. People pay way too much money for this app and to get it through cable for it to be mm-hmm. acting like that. Like, yeah. I can't imagine that there were so many people watching that that's what caused it. Oh, and, no, yeah, I right. I don't think so. And one of our listeners, shout out to Doug, um, reminded us that uh, the Olympics are supposed to be showing on, on the Peacock app, uh, I think, next week. So if they can't handle WWE's audience numbers or whatever the, the production is going on there, 
you know, I'm a little scared for what's going to happen at the Olympics, but let me digress. Let me not yeah. talk of, you know, talk about Peacock itself. Um, yeah. If you have any listeners, please feel free to submit your audio questions, comments, whatever. We'll play it either at the end or throughout the um, episodes. But basically, um, the pay-per-view itself, um, I uh, like I maybe it was because my expectations were kind of high coming into it. Like I was really excited coming into Money in the Bank, yeah. but the pacing was just off. I felt like I felt like it was fine, but the I mean, definitely Edge and Roman that was that was off. I felt like they were in <laughs> like I don't know. It, it was weird because it's like, wait, did the did the stream glitch or something like that? But they were in. I think Roman had edged in um in a like in a rear naked choke for like ten minutes, or at least that's what it felt like. And yeah, that wasn't that wasn't great. Otherwise, it um there was just a lot that they were packing into the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? Like to your point, any time where like really because the first match with um the Usos and the Mysterios, which was really on the pre-show, that happened mm-hmm. like. Um, at seven thirty our time. So what is that? Four hours ago now. Um. So yeah, this was yeah. Little, this was way too long. No matter how yeah. you slice it. Yeah, uh, we. Yeah, I. I, I we gotten used to the two nights for the big pay per views. I think it, it what it was, and for it to only be five matches, it really was. It really was strung along. So, um, before we get into each match. Uh, Matt, since you have a lot of good things to say, well, since you have a little bit more good things than I probably do, what was your favorite uh, moment of the night? That's a good question. I, you know what, I I think that it, less than it being a moment of the night, I thought the crowd was really refreshing. They were just so yeah. like positive about most things that were happening. I mean, one thing that I even really appreciated, and we'll get to talking about the Rhea Charlotte yeah. match, but I really did appreciate how like it went from that annoying we want Becky to then like I think there was one moment in that match where Rhea was doing like basically she was deadlifting Charlotte and hit a suplex and that really oh, got yeah. the fans into it and so for me it's just moments like that that get the fans excited um, Cena's return was also mm-hmm. really interesting because people were really happy to see him so i liked the positive the general positivity of the crowd of the crowd throughout the mm-hmm. show as opposed to them like just kind of being upset with what they were getting and you could tell people were grateful just to be back at a wwe show so that was it for me but there wasn't really one moment that stood out unfortunately at least not off the top of my head now but wow did you have, any, did you have oh. anything of course, the best part of the whole night was Biggie winning the Money in the Bank briefcase. See, that was solid, but it's like, it, like I feel like um, I think that was my official prediction. I think well, Nick yeah. Cash and Biggie were my official predictions, and to yeah. me, it kind of dampens the moment. When it's like, yep, that's what we thought was coming. So it's that it's great that what um like the, the predictions were spot on but also kind of sucks when it's like ooh so you just kind of humble brag there i want to well, be surprised I, I don't i don't because like i said you know me nikki oh, ash was, nikki ash was not my prediction so it was a surprise that i did not like but mm-hmm. biggie biggie was my official prediction but you just never know cuz 
you know, Vince will do whatever he wants to on whatever day. So to see him actually get that briefcase and, you know, what it meant to him, not to mention, not just Big E winning that briefcase, but that match was mm-hmm. so good. Oh, my gosh. John Morrison and Ricochet basically, um, you know, well, taking a lot of the big bumps early on, but like the Drip Alliance, I like that. Yeah. The, the Drip Alliance Seth with and- Seth and John Morrison, mm-hmm. like really teaming up on people. Kevin taking that hellacious ladder bump. I hope he's okay. Uh, maybe I hope he was selling because I was. I'm sure yeah. he's fine. I'm sure he's fine. I feel like the the thing that I saw in that moment was that he, so he took that bump and then it was like one second past or two seconds past and then he started like selling. So I feel like maybe there was the moment like. Ooh, am I okay? And then he was kind of like writhing around on the ground. So I would mm-hmm. like to think he's okay, but I hope so. Know. Yeah, the refs. I, I one of the refs. One of the refs looked like they were um uh like calling to the back. So and then after that, we couldn't see that angle anymore. So I just hope he's okay. I really mm-hmm. do because that that spot was crazy. But that match itself was so good. Very high flying. They were jumping around everywhere. Fast paced. And that big ending off the ladder yeah. that Big E hit. I mean nuts banana. So I think that that was another uh, reason why I liked that match was because not only did Big E win and I, and I was so hoping he would but the match itself was put together so good and um i guess since we both said our our favorites of the nights let's go into the match card itself and this is when i'm going to roll over to the women's money in the bank uh match which Mm -hmm. opened the show and like i had said on our, our podcast um with scott i was actually not looking forward to this match as much as i was looking forward to the men and unfortunately i it really did not deliver for me tonight um I didn't, there weren't many notable spots. Uh, I thought the crowd was perfect for it, though. It was a good opener, I think. I think the crowd was telling us exactly who they liked and who they who they did not like. And I, I kind of feel like it was a disappointing winner. I mean, I, the match could have definitely gone like another five or ten minutes. They could have done a lot more with it. Um, you know, I don't, I I don't think that for this match, I really had a winner that I wanted to see. Mm-hmm. I just kind of feel like Nikki Ash makes a lot of sense here, especially because what I could really see and what I what what I'm like anticipating is that we're going to get Nikki Ash, you know, kind of inserted into this Rhea Charlotte dynamic, which she's already um. been inserted into it. She's beaten both of them clean and mm-hmm. had that streak. So, I mean, if she takes that championship from Charlotte tomorrow night, I'll I'll be happy with that. Like, I would like to see something done where it's like, okay, let's get her over. Even if she has the belt for a week, like, do something to give her some stats and give her the rub. Um, even if it's not, um, you know, something monumental and built up. I think Rhea will be fine, but um, yeah, but that's a whole other story. Um, with this money in the bank, um, you know, and, and you were, one thing I was thinking about leading into this match is you were high on Naomi and they just don't and Liv like they don't and, give, no they don't I was high on Liv Naomi. and Naomi both of them what's that Liv, Liv and Naomi I, th- I think yeah. 
I thought yeah. it was going to be one of them too because they did get the stronger crowd reaction. I think Liv, Naomi, and Alexa got the strongest crowd reactions, at least for the faces yeah, in that match. WWE is not going to put like I would be shocked if Naomi gets a push anytime this year just because they're not treating her like that. Like they're kind of putting her in this like spot. She's filling spots on the roster and it's she's solid and people love her. And it's funny because as they were all coming down to the ring, like you could tell that Naomi, that Asuka, um, in particular, those two stood out to me. They're just such stars. And so Mm -hmm. that was great. But Naomi, I I just don't see that. I don't see them seeing that for her, unfortunately. Right. I I didn't think Naomi was a heart pick for me, but I agree. I didn't think they were going to go with her. I thought this, that's what I thought this match was very open. I thought anybody mm-hmm. could have really, really won it. You, you know what I'm saying? I think Scott even made a good uh, argument for Tamina winning it when we talked about Oh my to gosh, him. no. Yeah. So, so like I, that, like that I understood. But like yeah. once we got the reason why um, Nikki Ash, I think the Nikki Ash, the whole problem of it is. First of all, that gimmick, it's new and it's, uh, it's a lot of people do not like it. Like I said, I'm, I, I don't mind the gimmick. I see what they're trying to do, but they're, they're clearly already not booking her right. So you are very optimistic thinking she's going to win this belt. The only reason I think she won this briefcase is she is about to fail a cash in. She's going to be the first woman's cash in to fail. Um, and I think they foreshadowed it because like as soon as she won it, oh Nikki Ash okay great 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 and then two seconds later my my poll was like every woman who's ever had the briefcase has always cashed in to be the champion I was like "Mm." like I think that's the absolute only reason you put this title on this character because again I think that she shouldn't have won this because if you look on Twitter right now people are already turning on her and that character again because in this modern wrestling landscape people don't like a lot of people don't like these overly white meat baby face types and the only way you can get them to like those types i think for me at least from what i've seen is you ha- they have to lose you know what i'm saying they have to lose enough for people to get on their side to want them to win and i think her character works in that direction so having her have this briefcase having that whole positivity, optimistic, optimistic stuff like that. I don't see it work except for if she, she fails a cash in. And I mean, that's what the word is on the street that they did this to fail the cash in or whatnot. So I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I, I, mm. I don't know. I think that, it's not a like, good start. I think that, I think it's fine. I, you know, like the stuff that I've seen has been positive about the pay-per-view. I think that like people get really in the weeds about like, I want this kind of character. Just sit back, take it in. It's entertainment. I like that they're doing something different here. I, I like, I think the thing that I, one thing I liked about Money in the Bank tonight was that we did get two faces winning the suit, we get winning the briefcase and walking yeah. away with it, which is yeah. something that people typically say. Well, you know, a heel should have the briefcase. Well, let's see what they do with well, it. I said you know? that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've also heard. That I, I feel like that's one thing that's like a pretty common, and it, it makes sense because of how WWE's handled the faces in the past. Mm-hmm. But I would like to see 
what they do here. And I think that the thing that's interesting about Nikki Ash is that you could have her win the championship and hold it. Again, I don't think it would make sense for her to hold it for like very long at all, but just have her win that for a moment and give her that moment and have her lose it. And then there's a glow up from that. Or you could have her cash in and lose. And that also fits the story, her character, the positivity. So I would like to see that. I don't see her holding that briefcase for too long, though, just based on the eagerness that her character has. To me, yeah. it would be it would make a lot of sense to cash in as soon as possible. Like definitely I think by so SummerSlam. So yeah. Yeah. I, I think she's cashing in before SummerSlam because so they, I, I, I really think they're about to get her out. She's going to get out. They're going to get her out of the way, especially with the result of the Charlotte Rhea match, because mm-hmm. clearly we're probably going to get Charlotte versus Becky at SummerSlam. If Becky is in the right you know, state of mind to come back. So, I, do you really? I this is a thing where that, everyone that, talks about the everyone talks about Becky and her timing, but this I is where you. it all like we know this. It all depends on when she's coming back, and yeah. I'm still not sure if SummerSlam's going to be it for her, especially because like she was on Twitter teasing like, "Oh, I'm here at the right. arena for Money in the Bank." It's like, well, clearly you're not going to be on the show. But I do wonder if the rumors are just ramping up and it's still a bit too soon. For no, her. like maybe it's Survivor Series. You know, I think I no, I think the crowd reactions tonight. WWE is hinging on those crowd reactions, like Nikki. Nikki got no, when she came out she she got no reaction you know what I'm saying like she did not get a reaction until she got that briefcase so they are trying to book SummerSlam as like Wrestlemania for the summer and Wrestlemania like how they wanted to book this year's Wrestlemania that's why we've already got confirmation that Goldberg is coming back to face Lashley we've got John Cena came out today like uh, so are you guaranteeing that he will be wrestling at SummerSlam I hate to say it because I was the same person who was like let her live mm-hmm. but they need to put butts in the seats and as we saw during this the, the Charlotte and Rhea match Becky Lynch will forever be the specter that looms over the the women's division until she comes back now that the live crowds are back. So I think WWE is going to at least try and do everything they can to get her back as soon as possible. Now, I think it's still up to Becky when she comes back, whenever she wants to come back. You know what I'm saying? So um, I can see them very much wanting that to be the plan at SummerSlam. Now, will it happen? I don't know. You, you, mm-hmm. you see what I'm saying? Like, I think that's what they would want. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it's, I don't know if it will happen. And, and maybe it's just, so I think it might be, we'll see. They need to sell we'll tickets. See. They need to sell tickets now. Yeah, now it's they, about those tickets. Yeah, but it's like, is Becky going to come back? May potentially, potentially we'll get her for SummerSlam, but I'm not even holding my breath at this point. I think a lot of it's just been the speculation. Not mm-hmm. necessarily like, ooh, this is when she's going to be back. Because the reality is, if she's not on the show, they're going to sell tickets for SummerSlam. They'll be okay. They'll figure out things. They'll have Sasha. They'll have others on the show. That we, draw will in, they? But like, they will. will. They I think Sasha? so. Because it's I just assume. like, 
So, yeah. So I know it's just like, I think I just a lot of the crowd reaction stuff today um, has definitely changed my mind on how um, they're going to probably be booking stuff going forward. So um, other than that, yeah, the money, in the, the women's money in the bank match, I think I thought them like the, them covering the Alexa with the, the ladders was interesting. The, the crowd still loves Alexa. Um, which is again I don't know how this is a face character this is so beyond cringe to me that we have a supernatural face character um but yeah I, I thought Liv actually did a great I mean Liv was the bait Liv was the bait that I thought Nikki Ash was going to be the you know the run up to this I thought you if you switch Nikki Ash and um Liv's uh, participation in the, the match, I thought that's what we would have got. I thought we were going to get the tease of Nikki Ash all match just for her to fail. But that's what we got with Liv Morgan in the crowd. I mean, that crowd was hot for her. And so it sucks. We'll, we'll see what happens um, with the rest of the women going forward. Um, but, you know, it was okay. It was an okay match. Um, Next up, and the Raw Tag Titles, which Matt, we didn't even, um, we had the Raw Tag Titles. We didn't even preview this, uh, this I match. Think we did. I think we were like very brief about it if we did, right? I, I don't even, I don't know. I, think, I, think I, I don't remember it being like on the card. H- it's funny. I, I, um, I have it in my um, like in my predictions that I wrote out as just oh yeah this will be AJ and Omis um, winning this match but I don't well, that's how rem- there's like forgettable nothing, it, there was no, there was nothing that interesting about this the match, match. itself well the yeah. setup for the match like the match itself actually was pretty good it had got, it got going it was actually I actually really liked it. Um, but again, a lot of the matches felt like maybe they started out kind of shaky and then got better. I thought almost got way better near the end there, just throwing people around and stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. Maybe we did preview it. But honestly, I, I clearly forgot because I just didn't think that the Viking Raiders, they didn't build them up enough for them to take those those titles off of AJ no. Thomas, even though. I can't imagine AJ and Omas have those titles for much longer and really not doing anything with them. But how do yeah. you take it off of them when you have Omas there? Well, it's it's weird because they kind they are and they aren't like every week. AJ is cutting these like different promo. They're getting a lot of screen time, right? Which isn't right. what we see. Like a lot of times, what we'll, what we've gotten over the course of WWE history at different points is just that the tag team champions kind of just disappear, or they fall into the background, or they're not right. wrestling and defending their championships. Like in this case, we've seen them. I feel like we've seen uh, AJ and Omis pretty much like every. They had that month off. We have WrestleMania, right. uh-huh. but they've just been around. So I I think it's a good move to keep the belts on them until there's a good reason to take it off them. Like in my yeah. mind, that's Riddle and Randy Orton winning the tag championships at mm. some point off of AJ and Omis. That make a lot of sense because that's really prestigious um, to beat AJ and beat Omis who's been on this tear. And so, yeah, it, but they're right now they're just kind of, 
there. Like, yeah. There's not really a lot to say or think about them, but they, I feel like they do need a, like something special to topple them, especially with the force that Omis is. I agree with you. Um, they have been on TV, but that's kind of the problem. Every yeah. time they've been on TV, AJ has been fighting for like the money in the bank spot or, you know what I'm saying? Like it hasn't been for tag reasons, but the, you know, they've been on TV, AJ trying to get, get the money in the bank slots, but then the Viking Raiders coming out and foiling, foiling them every time. So, um, that storyline was actually pretty good. I actually liked the Viking Raiders. They, they did a promo. Um, on Raw, where they like kept inserting Viking history into their promo, which I thought was really cool. But I'm a I'm a weird history nerd, so yeah. duh, I thought that was cool. So, but yeah, I just I I do I I think you're right. We need. It's unfortunate that the Viking Raiders aren't seen as that team that can topple them when they had so much steam coming into them. You know, when they first premiered on the main roster, but unfortunately, uh, a series of mistimed injuries have just kept them out for so long that they've been cooled down. So I, I agree. I think you're right. I think we get another makeshift singles pairs team taking that belt off of AJ and Omis, which would more likely be Randy Orton and Matt Riddle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, overall, the match I, I I did end up actually enjoying the match. I was kind of like, oh, I forgot about it, but it, I I didn't mind it. Um, yeah, and it was. I mean, but let's think about like what spot this match had on the card. So it came up after the women's money in the bank. So mm-hmm. you're coming off of those different spots and everything that's happening in that match, and so this kind of was the. Uh, I feel like. The, the match for the fans to cool down a little bit mm-hmm. after the money in the bank um, before obviously getting into the next match after this. So it, it had its role on the card. It made sense, but um, I, I agree with that. Yeah. I completely yeah. agree with that. I, but the, I think the problem was that the women's match didn't get as hot as it should have in order for that cool down. Totally. So that's totally. why it felt like totally. the, the show itself was kind of like meh. And so then we get Kofi versus Bobby Lashley here. And this was the next one was uh was Kofi and Lashley, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kofi and Lashley. Oh, that was yeah, I, by the way, Kofi's entrance here was really cool because on yeah. the screen behind him, it was like a Super Mario, Mario, yeah, type of <laughs> New Day entrance. Like they, I hope that they really sell cool. that New Day game one day or like make yeah, out of that. I don't. I'm guessing. I'm guessing that won't happen, but really that, good. That was a really cool entrance, and I think a cool nod to up, up, down, down, and to mm-hmm. um, Xavier Woods, who obviously wasn't there um, on the show. Yeah, exactly. And it, it was his entrance was cool. And then I still love Bobby Lashley's like lightning entrance mm-hmm. and all that. That was yeah. super cool as well. Yeah, um, I, I thought for a second I was like, "Wait, is Rico- is that Ricochet?" Because yeah. I'm used to his little <laughs> yeah, like, it light was a show. very similar visual mm-hmm. at the really at the um, start of Lashley's entrance. But yeah, this was a. I don't know. I don't know what to think of this match because it was kind of funny. I was, you know, me and my husband were watching with uh, like a friend of ours and he literally said like, oh, I hope this isn't like the Brock match. And I was like, what? And sure enough, like Bobby Lashley literally just destroyed Kofi. And I, I get, I get it. 
I guess, but mm-hmm. oh man, like you know, the story going into it was so much hope, and and you know they kept getting <laughs> the upper hand, and then Bobby just said like, no, screw all of that, and just manhandled him for like five minutes. But like they told the story, like they gave they gave. Uh, I was going to call him Corey Kingston. Um, <laughs> Kofi Kingston, like he, he actually, and him and Xavier actually end up looking really good leading into this. Yes. So, I mean, and, and you know, mm-hmm. we didn't think that there was like a chance that it would go really well, but we also didn't realize that it would be a squash. Um, yeah. Like so yeah. much of a squash. Right. But yeah, mm-hmm. it basically was. And so, Oh, oh, yeah, sad. But I hope that like maybe this is where we'll see Biggie pop up to continue um, this storyline and to pop in. But honestly, I have no clue because we talked about this. We talked about where it's going. We talked about Goldberg as Lashley's next opponent a little mm-hmm. bit, and I have no clue what to expect. But I do hope that like this storyline continues on right and you would imagine that it would continue somehow it makes sense for it to be through e but who really knows yeah like i i i don't know if the storyline will continue but i i get why they did it you know what i'm saying because they they had to show that bobby lashley i I think i guess it's gonna be really true like there will be no lashley ladies anymore and it'll be more all business i think this was like the turning point for lashley being like okay enough games and i i like it for lashley i do i and so Mm -hmm. now he's gonna be like like out for blood going into this uh Goldberg feud so I, I like it I actually like that you know it sucks for Kofi again because Kofi again gets ragdolled by these big bigger jacked up men and I thought I and I never thought Kofi was gonna win but I thought we were gonna get a a, a good another good match out of it but I guess it does make sense like it like it makes it all makes logical sense so that's why I'm not like really tripping here's the, here's the thing that I'm thinking about and maybe this is kind of how I'll think about the the other matches and where everyone is on the show. It's just like, where is Kofi's stock now compared to where it was yes. a month ago? Because mm-hmm. it's a lot higher than where it was two months ago when he was yes. just kind of doing the new day thing. And, you know, I, I think that that's what's important, but also what's important is what they do with it. Like if uh-huh. they just have him go back to being in the new day and having random matches and not referencing everything with Bobby and his hunt mm-hmm. for the world championships. Like it's not, it, it it's not going to be um, great because then his stock will just go down. But right now he's still in a really good place. Could be better uh, if the match were booked differently, but, um, but you know, I, yeah, I, you're right. If there was, there was a lot there that I think they could have done to leave Kofi in an even better position if they wanted to. Yeah, and but yes, exactly. But I, I agree with you there because the, the funny thing about Kofi Kingston is honestly, to me, I don't think he can, he loses a step. Like even when a lot no. of people, yeah, when a lot of people were mad about what happened to him after the Brock mat, match, I honestly, you know, he came back and he was still like having that positive vibe. I, I, I really think it's hard to, um, 
you know, really tarnished uh, Kofi's cred because he's just so credible. He's such a long tenured, really good superstar. He, mm-hmm. you know, New Day is one of the most over tag teams ever, you know, in the history of WWE. So that's why, again, like, you know, like I said, like you said, it, I'm not too worried about Kofi. Now, um, this next match. <laughs> this next match I am very worried um, <laughs> you're, you're worried uh, yeah for one person in particular Look, all I'm going to say is it was good knowing her yeah um, <laughs> uh, bye uh, gosh yes and we're, yeah. of course we're talking about the Raw Women's Championship match between Rhea Ripley who um, entered the match as champion and Charlotte I think I just seem to like back up and you just need to go off Mari. <laughs> well, I think I don't know. And and again, if anybody um, wants to submit any um, voice or audio questions or comments, submit them now and we'll listen to them at the end of the show. Um, but like, I, I can't even go off. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm like a DJ Khaled meme, like, congrats, you played yourself. Because we've been talking about uh, all, yeah. all like the le- lead up to this all season. I said, this is a great program. But they need to stick the landing. <laughs> this is a great program, but Rhea needs to win. If Rhea doesn't win, then there's there's no point in any of this. And again, I let I said this feud is pretty good. This is actually a little bit different than some of Charlotte's feuds. I let myself get sucked in. Never again. This is literally the reason why I can never get invested into Charlotte's feuds. And it's not just because Charlotte won, because I actually really like Charlotte as a competitor. And mm-hmm. her flipping the crowd the bird early into the match was Great. so hilarious. She's such a good heater. So it's not Charlotte's fault. It's how they book all of her feuds because they even if you know she's if you know she's gonna win don't make her opponent look so stupid leading up to the loss that's the biggest problem that i've always had with every feud that she's had the oscar feud three uh three or four years three years ago the last ray of feud and this ray of feud like you make them look so dumb you make her challengers look so dumb that the only way that they can really redeem themselves is by winning but then you book charlotte to win so then it just does not help yeah well here's the problem with all of it it's and it's probably similar to a lot of what we've seen in the past with cena because you kind of have Charlotte as super Charlotte to the point where when I saw Charlotte get the win and also just the finishing sequence where she's stomping Rhea's leg, her knee mm-hmm. um, between the, the ring post and the yeah. steel steps, just beating her up. And then the figure eight, which then we saw Rhea t- take a while to tap out, but she taps. Like yeah. for me, I, I say to myself, this makes perfect sense because Charlotte is a massive veteran in all this, like has so much to her name where it's again, like the Cena thing, it makes it tough because I can see WWE sitting there and being like, Ooh, let's book Charlotte in this, in this like ridiculously strong way because she's Charlotte Flair. But the reality is they created the monster. They're the ones who booked her so strong in the first place and they don't need to continue to book her in this like super Charlotte way that didn't work with Cena and that's not going to work with Charlotte but I do think it's interesting because clearly 
I mean, all the times that that you've kind of looked at the predictions, especially, and you've said Charlotte shouldn't win here, and then mm-hmm. she wins. I think that that's WWE just trying to protect her so that then she could go up against, for better or for worse, go up against Becky or go up against someone of that caliber. So it's interesting what they're doing with Charlotte. And honestly, I can't really truly wrap my head around what they should do because you they should keep her strong they should keep a lot more people strong but they don't need to like you're to your point they don't need to make other people look so dumb and yeah um, amateur at least like do do things that that you know help protect them as well exactly exactly you can you can definitely protect people in losses but how how did charlotte get away with that like where was the rest like honestly where was the rest <laughs> oh he was right there shot? that's what i'm that's I, what all i, I could think about was that announce table last, last month where Rhea flips up a piece of the announce table in charlotte's face and that's a dq but this isn't a dq was it the same ref i'm very confused oh my um, gosh how that so was a dq and this wasn't a dq and I and I also I also really hope that it doesn't become a storyline where it's like, but Charlotte was wasn't disqualified for this. Like, let's just leave it alone. I, I don't want to go back to the well. <sighs> it's so exhausting. It really is. It's just it really is. And I feel so sorry for Raya because she talk, she's openly talked about how her confidence took a hit after yeah. the last Charlotte program. And if it and if NXT couldn't book Raya well after losing to Charlotte. The main raw. I have no faith in in raw or the main roster to book her well after this loss. To you be know, quite honest, they need to do something with her. Like she has that stomp at the top of the ramp. Maybe they could have her like stomp on a balloon full of confetti or Stop something it. like that. Stop it's fun. It. Like just make it. Like do something. Honestly, they need to give give us anything that's gonna uh, give us a pop from her. But ooh. I I'm really curious to see how she fares in front of the fans because I don't think that they've been booking her well since she won the championship. They and, haven't, and she's Ugh. also kind of and I and and maybe it's because she's alongside or across from Charlotte, but she has looked like the rookie, and then they've also mm-hmm. leaned into that story. And you know what? It would be nice if they booked her properly but i think now that the fans are in attendance maybe wwe will get more of that like real-time feedback like oh we love this person we don't love that person maybe they'll adapt with that but who are we kidding it's yeah. WWE. they'll do whatever they want and and to go back to like you you hinted at it earlier the fan reaction so mm-hmm. when the when the match first started People, they were all yeah. chanting, we want Becky, which is ridiculous to me because that that match, I felt like the, the Charlotte Rhea match, it, I mean, it, we had already seen it so many other times, but I don't, I still don't think it started as slow as Roman and, and uh, Edge did. And they immediately got the We Want Becky chance. And you know what? Roman and Edge should have gotten the We Want Becky chance. I'm telling you. That's the thing that, that's the one part of it that bothers me because yeah. I, I'm, I'm glad that the fans are back to kind of 
express themselves however they want. Yes. I don't love the idea that the two women are on in a singles match for the women's championship. Uh-huh. So that's when we chant yes. want Becky. Thank when you. Becky was transcendent beyond even the women's division in so many ways. Like I, there's so many segments and so many moments that she had as the man that were involving, um, men, of course, yeah. involving women, but uh, involving uh-huh. men and just again, the main event. And that's what she deserves. So I, again, and we talked about this before, but Becky hopefully won't return into like the women's championship feud. I hope Becky will just return as like, here is the biggest star in this company right now, Becky Lynch. And I hope they give her that rub rather than like slotting her into a specific championship feud. That's not already hot. This is also why I'm like not at a rush uh, not in a rush to see Becky come back because I just feel like things need to get in place a little bit more on the raw side, especially because that is yeah. really it's a, floundering. A chaos. It's floundering, and that's yeah. what I'm saying. That's why I think they're just going to rush her back. They, when will, when does it ever matter for them to have a storyline to either pick <laughs> up or drop at any time? It doesn't, it doesn't. So so yeah, it, and it sucks. The only match that was really kind of like. Uh, a hijack, if you will, by the crowd was the one women's like singles match. So like not a good look there, but they did a really good job of getting the crowd back invested into the, mm-hmm. the, the, the match. Like that's kudos to Charlotte, kudos to Rhea. Like you said, they, they got them interested. They got that, that stuff. This is awesome chant. So they were yeah. able to, to pull it back. Um, and I would also say that like, and maybe it's just the crowd, but. I really do feel like this was their best match because they were able to to get the crowd back, which isn't something that performers are always able to do. But this this was actually like I, I enjoyed watching it, especially after they they lost the crowd and started getting them mm-hmm. back. That was really that was really nice to see. And it shows that it's not a fault of the performers, but I do sort of worry that we're going to see, we're going to get the We Want Becky chance every time there's a women's mm-hmm. segment. And um, that might not be helpful. And that also might be distracting to a lot of the women. And, you know, you have Charlotte, who, and who I'm sure doesn't take it personally. She knows how great Becky is. She also knows how great she is. But for performers who are newer and up and coming, who are obviously in Becky's shadow, I don't know if it's helpful for them to be like if Nikki Ash gets we want Becky. That's yeah. kind of like, ooh, come on. She's just trying to get over. So it is sad. We want people to build, we want WWE to build new stars. But Yes, that's, um, that is my main problem with uh, this whole feud. Yeah. Is they, and they touted the new era, the new stars holding the belts, and they played Rhea out here. So, I mean, I, I, I hope that they, they have something for her to keep her, keep her going. Um, yeah. uh, so, then we get the men's money in the bank match. Like we said, great match. I, I don't really think we need to go too much over. What was your favorite what was your favorite spot in the match though, Matt? Oh my god. Well, okay, this whole match, I was I was thinking about as you were talking about it earlier, I was so out of it in the really? because of the because of the, the stuff, peacock, peacock stuff. Because That's of all true. of that. So the whole yeah. time I was just distracted i do think that the like biggie's big ending was a huge moment like boom he didn't just climb this is where it's so different than nick yash where he didn't just climb up and grab the 
the briefcase, he actually mm-hmm. kind of said, uh, I'm Big E and I'm going to be big and do my <laughs> big boy things. <laughs> that I'm gonna big boy things. Fetch. Yes, exactly. The hashtag um, Big E's big boy things. But, <laughs> you know, I think that, um, I don't know. I, I You know what? The other thing I really liked about this was the Seth Rollins, John Morrison dynamic. And I, I don't know where it came from, but I like, yeah. I like that that story was in there. And I I just think it's interesting because WWE doesn't typically establish these different relationships between characters or alliances between characters. So that was really nice. Um, And otherwise, though, I kind of felt like there wasn't I just didn't get a highlight from from the other people like for like drew to me was kind of in the background in this match oh Riddle, in some we gotta ways, talk about the gender the, the gender of it oh yeah that was that was that was also so that felt like it was out of nowhere but yeah gender taking out drew mm-hmm. um it's like yeah this was a strange match and i don't know if it's the combination of people or mm-hmm. who was highlighted or what but i just had a weird and again, the the issues with Peacock, but I had a weird vibe for the for this match. This was this was honestly again. This is my favorite match, and the, wow. we missed all of the we missed all of the intros due to the Peacock stuff. Like mm-hmm. we we miss. I know there was a a, a vignette there with uh, Rick Boogs, and yeah, and we missed was, that. Was it Corbin? I don't know, but uh, like yeah, they were doing they were playing someone's theme song i don't remember oh they're playing randy orton's theme song really was yeah i literally i missed it all because it, the yeah. peacock was messing up so badly i missed that vignette i missed everybody's entrances um by the time we got we we had to like turn it off turn it back on by the time we got peacock back on it the, it was at the it was at the beginning of the match so it wasn't like I missed the match I just missed all the stuff leading up to the match yeah so I had to like really pay attention you know to get into the match but I think that one of the first things we we saw was like I, I can't remember if it was Ricochet or somebody did like a dive or no it might have been Morrison did a dive like off the side onto a huge crowd of people so mm-hmm. like the, I think yeah. I I think that it was so fast paced and so good and that's what I really liked so um gender took out drew because drew and gender started a few like two weeks ago and it, it makes sense it was, probably, it was really funny I was like dang they just carried that man out of there yeah. um good way to get drew out of there since mm-hmm. you know he said it was his one and only chance shot at the, the title um kevin owens uh, before he He's, took that hellacious <laughs> exactly he, he, he got a good little really run. good reactions yes the the crowd loves i was nervous though because he was just like he I, he hit mm. i think he hit two successful stunners each time yeah and was like climbing up the ladder and then I can't remember who it was but who reversed his his stunner and stopped him there. Uh actually you know I think that it was for whatever reason I feel like this was probably Ricochet. But yeah, I think way, it was like, like he that. had a good little moment there and um you know what he always delivers though. And it's actually interesting because during the the you know during the the beginning of this year, really late last year. So December, January, we actually saw him up against Roman 
in that featured spot. So Kale yeah. was another person who kind of had a moment during the pandemic and actually really delivered mm-hmm. um, in a way it's that obviously the fans didn't get a chance to react to. So I, I mean, you all, the fans love Ko, and yeah. they can pull the trigger on him whenever they want to. But yeah, good, good little moments from him. I, oh, that I think everybody bumps, though. He didn't. He, oh, that bump. That bump was rough. It was rough. I think everybody got really good, uh, good moments and good yeah. reactions. The only one I think uh, that I'm thinking about off the top of my head that didn't might be Nakamura, actually. Now that yeah. we're talking about it, I don't remember anything that he did in that match. So, I yeah. mean, eight people is a lot. Eight people is, is a lot to incorporate into a match. So, it I'm is. really good. Yeah. So we we got one more match, the main event. Um, after we talk about this, we will play your uh, audio messages. And and then all your audio messages. And I'll mention even before diving into the main event that like at the very start of the night on the pre-show, the tag team championships, the SmackDown tag team championships were on the line and the Usos beat the Mysterios. And so there was, there was a segment at some point on the show, Mm -hmm. early in the show where we actually saw um, the Usos, Roman Reigns, I think what Jimmy or Jay mentioned just being draped in gold. Mm-hmm. And so they, they have all the championships, right? And so that's an interesting story beat that also kind of came out of nowhere because we didn't know that that tag team championship match was taking place on, on the <laughs> show. Um, but I, I mentioned that because I think that sets up a really interesting dynamic um, for the, the Roman Edge match and, and out of all of that. But just to focus on the, that match, the Universal Championship match, that I just that it, honestly it went on for so it so really so, did. so long, and it's not like the beginning. Actually, the beginning wasn't really anything special. The end was was really special, and what closed the show was special. But it's almost like they really said we need to fill for time we need to really yeah. go for time and have this go on forever and it, i don't even think the fans were that into it honestly yeah it really that i mean just the first 10 15 minutes of the match was just it was really long and plotting and a lot of holes yeah. and i i i'm trying to figure out did they do that on purpose so you know because roman loves just irritating the crap out of the fans now so uh, like I don't know if that was purposeful but I was like legit I was like oh I'm about to fall asleep this was just mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it just didn't make yeah. the, it didn't match the energy that they came in with that storyline that storyline mm-hmm. was like we want to beat the ever loving crap out of each other we yeah. you know uh, you, you see I see fear in your eyes and all that stuff and it opened just so weirdly but mm-hmm. you know they did pick it up once, um, you know, Roman, uh, Roman broke off the thing and then Edge had it in Roman's mouth. Then we got some running. Like once so. the shenanigans, you know, once the shenanigans really started up, that's when it got, it got really good. A little bit before that too. I'm not going to lie. They, they did kick it up a notch, um, with like uh, countering each other's moves and stuff like that. 
was really good. They're, oh God, the ref bump. I was like, yeah. I should have known. Cause when, I was when so came, disappointed with that ref bump, by the way, because Luke, like it really, it was a stretch. It was the biggest stretch. <laughs> and I should have known because when they got into the ring, I was like, oh, look at little Nate. She's still, he's still doing it. I'm like, how does he look that young? And I know he's been doing this for like 30 plus years. I should have known as soon as I saw him, as soon as I saw Charles Robinson, <laughs> I should have known there was going to be a, a ref bump. Um, but wasn't it like, it was a, it was a Superman punch, right? I yeah. Guess. To, to it was Ed, mm-hmm. who then hit uh hit little nature <laughs> so funny to still call him little nature but that's what happened and then mm-hmm. he took the bump but he also barely got hit oh my god so but funny it was, but also it was like this matrix type of thing too like a curving bullet because <laughs> you have like roman hitting the superman punch hits edge who then it like, like goes balls. in the other direction yeah. toward toward the ref, barely mm-hmm. hits him, and then we suddenly have a ref out for like ten minutes. <laughs> ten minutes for yep. no re- yeah, so that was that was interesting. But anyway, really, uh, really fun. Small, that's a small specific thing. But yeah, I just I think it's like those details that so easily could take you out of it. Like just go, yeah. you know, what, Roman, just walk outside of the ring and just start stomping on him even more. Just <laughs> one knows why he's out that long. Yes. And then so the Usos try to run in and help Roman, but the Mysterios um, like help avoid that. Yeah. And then Seth. So after Seth loses the money in the bank, we just get him fuming, talking to himself, Mm -hmm. saying uh, Edge, Edge took away his opportunity, which I'm I'm assuming goes all the way back to just like uh, Royal Rumble, right? Like that's how he took away his opportunity because I don't know, but I I was just like, okay, if you say so, I. The mental gymnastics. That's what it, okay, that's what it really is. We're They're really, to something out of yeah, let's yeah. see. Let's, let's hope that something's really ridiculous. I, I, I'm just not a fan, and thankfully it doesn't happen a ton, but I'm not a fan when someone like has a motivation that's clearly something that wasn't the motivation at all. Yeah. <laughs> like, at any point over the uh-huh. last, you know, so it's going to be interesting to see what they do, but Seth's kind of been off the wall, off the walls um, the last uh, seven, well, really last six months or so with his character and the suits and the feud with Cesaro. So, yeah, it's, it's I think it's going to be cool to to see the thing with with Edge. And, you know, so we're we're going to get something with with Edge and Seth. And then we also had kind of had our other our other big SummerSlam match set up at the end of this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so after after uh, Roman gets the pin on Edge, which was also kind of funny because uh, Edge pins Roman, right? After like a mm-hmm. huge spear. But, you know, Michael was like, uh, pin him, pin him, but there was still no ref out. <laughs> the funniest thing to me was oh. Paul Heyman like looking around for the ref, like <laughs> hoping there was no ref showing up. Yeah. The, the ref finally gets there to Roman, gives Roman enough time to kick out. Then Roman, you know, gets the pin. But I just thought it was the funniest thing. Like, why was there no ref for this far into the match? But, anyways, Roman wins. 
he says, mm-hmm. now the whole world has to acknowledge me. And then John Cena comes out, music hits, still one of the loudest pops in the industry. Yeah. Really just runs around throwing up his, his signs and doesn't even say anything to Roman. Roman's Those signs make me really uncomfortable these days. It's, yeah, a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> also, his hair. I just, I'm just always. Oh, his hair is so distracting. It's it is, and but it was kind of good on this show. But it was a little high. Like he's definitely had a high top situation going on. It's very impressive, actually. Yeah, it's kind of like Sting, like Surfer Sting, uh, early '90s, probably. If I had to like label what his hair looked like, but <laughs> yeah, oh, Cena. I missed him. I missed him. I didn't even realize I missed him. Well, that's nice. I mean, he's here. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, like, I'm a fan. like, oh, well, okay. Let me let me clarify here. It's kind of like you know, you know, you have you've been away from people. You know, during the pandemic, you you're walking down the street, you run into someone that you recognize, and you're genuinely like, "Ooh, I'm happy to see them." Even if it was your worst enemy, you'd be like, "Ooh, I'm happy to see somebody." I know. This is how I feel about Cena. I've never been crazy yeah. about him, but um, it was cool to see him back and just to know that he's such a draw and people do get really excited about him. And he, I mean, he's even polarizing, which I think is good too um, for the business and just for Buzz. Um, I'm pumped for whatever he's going to do if he's going to be around week to week. Which let's let's uh, let's see what what actually happens. He's a he's a big star. Yeah, I I agree. I, I definitely agree with that. So, um, that was the show. I mean, overall, overall, I think the viewing experience I on Peacock, I, like as much as you want to try and be like, you yeah. know, you you gotta, you know, you want to be be like put that to the side. You cannot. That is how we no. are consuming your the media. And if it's not reliable, you know, they purposefully cut to black during the whole Charlotte flicking the crowd off. Like some of these production calls now with the move is just so weird and wonky. Mm-hmm. I I would give this show just a, a C plus at best because Whoa, I, wow. honestly, I think I think a lot of the stuff leveled out, but it was just maybe slightly more than average. Plus, you bring down the peacockness of it all, so mm-hmm. I, I'll give it a C plus. I, I mean, you know what? I would probably give it a. Uh, it was a solid show, and. They could, they have places to go from here with the show. I don't think they've ruined anything truly. Right. And the doors are still open on stuff. So I would give it a, I would give it a B. I want to give it a B plus, but I'm just going to give it a B because I just feel like that's a little bit nicer than a C plus. But, you know, maybe like a B slash B minus. So not, not much better. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but we have these, we have these voicemail questions to, time into Mari. Yeah, let me, uh, let's, let's play let's them. See. Let's see. <laughs> Y'all, I can't get invested into New Day Wrestling for shit. Like, I've tried to watch it. I'm just so stuck in, like, the Attitude Era. Or, like, the AWE is nice. I like that. Or AEW, whatever it's called. But I watched TNA back in the day. But WWE right now, it just becomes too much to, like, keep up with. It's like watching the soap operas. After you miss so many, it's hard to catch up. Yeah, you know what? We, we were kind of talking about this a little bit the other day with with Scott Yeager of mm-hmm. Challenge Mania, just talking about like how 
it is easy to fall behind on so much, especially when mm -hmm. they're not doing long-term storytelling. And especially when they're just kind of switching up the storylines, it's like, Ooh, I was watching at, uh, five months ago and now everything's changed versus like AEW. What I feel like we've seen recently, um, at least during the pandemic and in the last eight to nine months is that there have been some threads and some stories that have continued on. So, yeah, yeah but I don't, but, but I, yeah. What did you think about that take? Because, uh, yeah, I agree. Know, new, I'm, day, new day of the soap opera comment. What, what do you think? No, I don't, I, I don't think he meant like new day, the group. I think he means like this era of, of Ooh, WWE. The new era. Yeah. 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 Because I agree. Like, I mean, if, if you grew up on attitude era, era stuff, it, like it, what we're seeing here, it, it is P, you know, it's the PG era, it's reality era. It is something different. Um, I, 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 like we, we're known for saying on our podcast that everything is not for everybody. So mm -hmm. I'm not going to sit here and be like, he's wrong. I, I agree no. with him. Like some of the, some of these storylines you just cannot get invested in. Um, mm -hmm. and some of them are just too hokey for you to really get invested into. So I, I agree. I mean, like, it, it's just whatever you, whatever calls to you, calls to you, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think the only thing I would add to that is just that, you know, with wrestling, like, WWE is really big on embracing its history and constantly going back to that. I mean, on tonight's show, there were so many clips from past shows, especially past Money in the Banks that were, that yeah. were shown during people's entrances, especially. And I feel like WWE's approach is not let's replicate what we did in the Attitude Era. That's definitely not the approach, especially because it's, you know, like a PG audience and they're just going for a different thing now. Mm -hmm. I think what WWE does, they just embrace the fact that they were, th that they had that history, but they're trying to create something different. So the good news is there's still ways to go back and like take in all of the old content, but the bad news is we might not get much that's like that same energy, that same uh, quality uh, in the same type of way. So, you know what? Yeah. It is what it is. Not everything's for everyone. And uh, go into the archives. There's so much wrestling out there, though, that you can kind of consume like anything that you want uh, nowadays. So do that. Very true. Very true. All right, let's go to our next one. Hey, this is Will. Quick question. Now that Biggie is Mr. Money in the Bank, do you think he might cash in on Bobby Lashley? I originally thought he might cash in on Roman, but this it would actually be a great way after the Bobby versus Goldberg match to cash in and reunite the New Day on Raw and to move him from SmackDown to Raw by default. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, great show. Thank you, everybody. Well, thank you for that for that question. And yeah, Mari, what do you think about just Big E and the cash-in prospects? We're going to assume that he's not going to go to NXT to cash in money in the bank. Um, but do you were you thinking that there's a chance that if he won, he would go up against Roman? Because um, I, I feel like that story with with Bobby Lashley and Big E with the Kofi stuff is kind of just built in. But yeah, what do you think about that? Yeah, I, I initially thought he was going to um, cash in on Roman because I thought they were building him up 
building Roman up to get cashed in on a, by a big like baby face, um, which I think Biggie is currently SmackDown's like biggest baby face as of right now. Um, but I don't hate that Bobby Lashley idea. Cash in on Bobby Lashley after this Goldberg stuff, reunite the New Day. I'm I'm cool with that. I I just I'm just happy Biggie has the, the briefcase and he can do whatever he wants with it. And it kind of goes back to what you were saying a little bit about faces and um faces winning the briefcase. Like not all faces are made created equally. And that's why I said I don't think the briefcase works for Nikki's character, but I think it definitely works for Big E's character. You know what I'm saying? Because of how he conducts himself. And he can be funny with the briefcase. He can he can um mess with his opponent's heads without it being having to be in a heel way. So um which one will I want to see most? I don't know. I just want to see Big E cash in to be quite honest. But I would love for Roman to pass a torch to Big E. That would be like momentous for him, I think. Yeah, but we'll we'll see. Either way, I think it's going to start to unfold. I, it would be nice if we do get the tease of each of those options, but especially like if we're going in the Biggie Lashley direction, definitely tease us with the Roman stuff and kind of show us what it would look like if Biggie and Roman were going up against each other. Because down the line, we're going to get that at at some point, but. Um, yeah, this is going to be interesting to see what they decide to do and when they decide to, to pull the trigger on on E as the Mister Money in the Bank because he has he has time he has a lot of time and anyone can be champion by the time he decides to cash in. Exactly. All right, we got a few more here. Mm-hmm. So, really, I, I do understand where Charlotte wouldn't take it personally, but Charlotte did completely flip off the crowd after they started the We Want Becky chance to the point where Peacock had to cut it and they came back and she was still flipping the crowd off. So, maybe Charlotte not as thick skinned as, uh, as we like. Uh, fair? I don't know. I, look, I would like to think that Charlotte wasn't actually upset. And just was <laughs> <laughs> a heater I, moment. Yeah. Yeah. She was like, Oh, I'm the heel. Let me do this. I mean, Finger flipping people off. Thing. Like, I don't know though. I like, I don't see how she, here's the thing. I don't legitimately see how she could be upset with people chanting for Becky. Right. If they're friends, if she, like I'm, she probably wants Becky back too. So I read that as a as a heel moment. Yeah. But do you think she was legit upset? Uh, I don't think so. I think Charlotte. Lo- Charlotte is clearly a better heel than anything. I think she just loves That's getting true. just that reactions out of the crowd. I think she just likes that. She thrives off of that. She thrives off the negativity. I, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I don't know if she was really hurt by it, but it was funny. And how, like, how bad are you again, Peacock? Hi. We saw the finger. You then try to. After, <laughs> back it after, out, no, and then black, you came back, and it was so- uh, exactly no. That's how I saw it because I didn't see it before, and I'm like, oh, it's blacked out, and then it comes back, and she's just flipping everyone off. Ooh. No, I saw it before and after. Like they did, <laughs> whoever was on the button wasn't quick enough. They need help. They need to call the BB twenty three Skippy, like because they were really slow on the draw there. Yeah, no, they don't. That's exactly what they don't need to do at all. 
<laughs> and uh, thank you so much, Will. Uh, thank, thank you for you, your Will. questions. Yeah, uh, we love hearing from you on Twitter. Um, we got one more, one more, one more here. Hey guys, I have a question. Are you guys like legitimate like wrestling fans? Or so here's the thing. Like, no. I never got into wrestling because like it's obviously scripted or whatever. But like, I don't, I don't like deny the uh, the entertainment aspect of it, dude. Like, I've definitely seen like a lot of my a lot of people that I respect like are thoroughly entertained by uh, wrestling. I'm just curious, like, what do you guys get out of it? I'm just curious to know, just so I could start like looking out for things. You know, so I can connect with my friends that like wrestling. I'm so sorry, guys. My bad. My bad. You heard me? No, that's that's a great question, Nervous Larry, and thanks for asking. And (laughs) you know what? I would just say, um, and I keep pointing it out because we just just the other day we had our again our episode with Scott Yeager where it was different than usual. Usually what we do in episodes is that we'll run through maybe a little bit of the news, but more than anything we'll talk through the highlights of the week. But on the episode for Scott, we dove in, we kind of interviewed him and talked about wrestling fandom and what we get out of it and, and all that fun stuff. And yeah, we we're definitely fans. Uh and yeah. you know what like Mari, to put you on the spot, what like what you say for you is the thing that kind of keeps you involved or keeps you interested in wrestling? Well, you know, uh, just for for uh, Larry there, I think you called him Larry. Um, Larry, yeah, yeah ner- nervous Larry. Because you know, you got to remember this is stereo, so people are, are just coming in and out. So for the yes. people who don't know us, uh, my name is Mari Force. Uh, that is Matt Scott. We are the hosts mm-hmm. of the Wrestling Rehab Up podcast, and you can find us on YouTube. Uh, at Rob uh, has a, a podcast on YouTube. Um, look up Wrestling Rehab Up. That's W R E S T L I N G R H A P. UP. We're the Wrestling Rehab Up mm-hmm. and we do this podcast every week where we go over the highlights of the week. We talk to guests. Um, and like Matt said, we, uh, our, our main focus is we, that is our main focus is to bring wrestling and make it inclusive for, to everybody. Like that yeah. is literally our main point. So thank you so much for asking that question. Um, to connect with your friends, the first thing you should always do for any wrestling fan is ask them what like who their favorite superstar is and who they think would be your favorite superstar cuz i love um i love doing that whenever we have our guests on a lot of our guests are actually casual fans or people who've never mm-hmm. never watched and we send them clips and like when they come out and they're genuinely interested in watching more wrestling you can always tell by a person's personality which superstars you think they would like so if you have friends that are wrestling fans ask them um you know ask them who do you think I would like? Show me some clips of, of people you think I would like. Um, because yeah. more than likely they would know your preference, if, especially if they're your friends. They would know your preference and they, they could easily get you into wrestling. Yeah, and I think that to add to that, the other thing I would say is that one of the things that, that I love about wrestling and that I know that we appreciate about wrestling is that it's really a variety show. So you have the comedy, you have the women's entertainment with women fighting women. You have the men's entertainment, you have managers, you have um, product placement and promotion, (laughs) and you have all sorts of different skits and things that happen. And, you know, we always say that 
if you're a wrestling fan and you're tuning into WWE, that doesn't mean that you love everything that you're seeing on the show. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what it means is that you, you know, there are probably certain things you love and that you appreciate. Um, if you, there are non-wrestling fans who are watching, who, who look at a show and say, oh, my God, that segment sucked. Well, we probably agree, too. But I think the thing that's so cool about wrestling and, again, Scott, who I keep shouting out, says this so well, is just that it's really about you're rooting for the writers to make a choice that makes the show the most entertaining. And for, for us, I think one thing that's so fun is not only predicting what's going to happen, but kind of speculating like what, um, what, what should they be doing? What would be the most fun and entertaining? Who do we love and who would we love to see highlighted? So you're able to kind of like, find people you gravitate to and find the characters that you gravitate to and follow them and support them. And so um, that's one of the things I think is most fun about wrestling and about entertainment in general is just kind of like almost like a horse race, like picking your horse and then going with that horse yeah. uh, sometimes is like the comparison I'd use for that one. Definitely. Yeah. So um, other than that, I think we should wrap it up, Matt. Um, where can the people find you? Do you have any plugs? Yeah, well, other than finding me on the Wrestling Rehap Up, you can find me at MattScottGW. Follow me here on Stereo and also on Twitter. And yeah, just get in touch. Like, Let us know your thoughts on Money in the Bank. Let us know if you are a new wrestling fan or someone who's just getting involved. I think it's so cool to hear from people about their thoughts and just fandom and all that fun stuff. So at Matt Scott GW, it's the same username as my one on stereo. Uh, and so that's where you could find me. But Mari, where could the people find you? You can also find me on Twitter at Mari Talks Too Much. That's two, like the number two, um, mm -hmm. just like here on Stereo. Uh, we're also on Twitter, the wrestling uh, at, at Wrestling Rehap Up. Sure. Um, you can find the Wrestling Rehap Up podcast anywhere you get your podcast. Um, we're also, again, on YouTube. So just uh, look up Wrestling Rehap Up on YouTube and you'll find us there. Um, other than that, it's been a great night, Matt. I'm so glad I got to talk to you. This was longer than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> as always. It, so as always. Happens, so yeah. uh, but other than that, everybody, uh, watch out for any flying elbows. Uh -oh. Peace.